0: Hey everyone! This is Kristen Sandy Bent with the Kristen Sandy Show. We get up close to personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said in every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have?
1: We have Lloyd J. Schwartz with us today. He is a playwright and a man of all media. He wrote for the TV series Love American Style, Alice, The Munsters, Today, The Eighteenth, The Love Boat. Baywatch, and more. As an ABC network executive, he supervised production on Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, What's Happening, and Three's Company. With his father TV legend, Sherwood Schwartz, he co-created Harper Valley PTA. He has also produced numerous iterations of the Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island franchises for feature films, television, and stage, and he has also produced
0: 34 plays. We're excited to have him yes. here. And that was a handful of stuff.
1: That's <laughs> just a handful. We're gonna talk about all that and more. And a lot so,
0: more. Welcome to the show. Welcome.
2: Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm only 26, so I don't know how I did all those things. You talked
0: about That's getting a lot done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always like to start the show out the same way because last 18, 20 months have been rough for a lot of people, especially oh, yes. entertainers. Yes. Yeah. And I always like to hear different perspectives, because mm-hmm. everybody's went through COVID in a different way. Yeah. So how has COVID affected you? And what have you done to maneuver through this? Well, I've
2: had it a lot easier than most people, because I'm basically a writer. So before the COVID, <laughs> yeah. I would get up in the morning, and I would go and write. And with the COVID, I'd get up in the morning, and I'd go and write. <laughs> the, the only yeah. thing is for you know, all, all writers during the COVID when they haven't been able to go out and sell things, everybody's been stockpiling screenplays and TV pilots and all of this. So I, I pity the executives in the you know in the short and short term here where they're gonna get a stack of things on their desk. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been mostly preparing, I'm doing a lot of theater now. So hmm. I've been mostly preparing for a theater. I have about four plays coming up that in different parts of the country. So um, I have that to worry about. And uh, our children's theater, which had been shut down during the COVID, that starts again in two weeks. Oh, so I have those things. It's, you know, a lot of Zooming like this, you know, that's that's something nobody that was prepared for. So, I mean, now you have to, you know, for breakfast, but now you don't have to wear pants
0: for meetings. That's good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right. You know,
0: yeah. like like for us, you know, we launched a show January 2020, so a couple months before COVID.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: and. You know, our original plan was maybe 100 interviews first year and then, bam, COVID happens. And I'm sitting there like, well, this is our time to shine. Let's step it up. And yeah. because of that, we did over 300 interviews in 2020. Wow. And we're over 500 now. That's fantastic.
2: I bet you I know a lot of the people you've been interviewing. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's definitely moved up. It's, cra- it's crazy. It so, you know, again, we just running the whole show right from a room of our home. And here huh. it is.
1: Yeah, it's
2: amazing. It's amazing, we amazing what we do could this. do. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, art, art is defined by its limitations. And yeah. so we all use these things to somehow create uh, new art forms. I mean, yes. I've done I've done plays on Zoom, too. I'm not Good. in favor of that. <laughs> I mean, much prefer to have plays in person. But, you know, yes. we're doing a uh, very Brady musical, mm. and we did a Zoom presentation. And as soon as this um, pandemic uh, slows down, at least, you know, there's going to be a national tour of that. Oh wow! So, oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a musical. It's it's kind of in the tone, you know. The feature remember the feature films were just, just satirical. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like that. It's like that. And so um, that's coming up, and you know, as I say, we have to prepare for all these things.
0: You know, I love your whole idea of the couples counseling one. Tell us yeah. about that. Oh, the concept is do. just too cool.
1: Yes, we love. that. Well,
0: <laughs> that that's about <coughs> two couples, and
2: both of them are based upon my wife and me. okay okay. yes and so these are couples and they're about 70 or something and um the wives can't stand it anymore because one husband is just full of jokes and the other husband is full of facts and so they decide to switch partners oh that's the play and I've done it Mm -hmm. mostly with uh, television stars people I've worked with over the years you know it's like uh Kathy Garver and Chris Knight and uh Fred Grandy and um I eileen mean graph, and i you know i mix and match people and then they go out and do the play so
1: <laughs> oh wow yeah and you
0: also been, got one where yeah. you um do do um for like romeo and juliet and all that the that's ball. the
2: play that's coming up right now and that's oh, uh okay. and we open um april 1st and that's called <laughs> classic couples counseling Ooh, and, classic. and this idea is
0: <laughs> i love this concept yeah there's a therapist
2: who is a therapist for Shakespearean characters. Ah, and so yes. in, the diff- <laughs> in, in the different sessions, like uh, Romeo and Juliet come in, Hamlet and Ophelia, Desdemona and Othello, and uh, Kate and Petruchio, and then uh, uh, Macbeth and Mid- Lady Macbeth. And
0: Ooh. they all
2: go through these sessions with her. And she's not a very good therapist, but and she's kind, <laughs> of a whack, kind of a whack job.
0: And yeah. so, um,
2: what happens? And there's a big group session where all these people are together. And uh, Petruchio's hitting on Juliet, and does, uh, Othello's mad at everybody, and Lady Macbeth threatens to kill everybody, and it's, there's a fight scenes and all that. And then at the end of the play, I'm giving the plot away, but I think I don't think it matters much. I mean, this yeah. because of the advice this woman gives. That's why they all die in all the Shakespearean
0: (laughs) (laughs) movies. I I love it. Again, when I read the bio and read the whole script of that, I'm sitting there like, I I love that idea.
1: This is great, yeah.
0: You you know something
2: I've written, I don't know, I've had 34, 40 plays produced or something by now, and there's not many that I believe that can go to Broadway. And this one, I really think, could have a home there. Besides, Mm. we're doing this... Production starting April for first for about four or five weeks in uh, Los Angeles. And after that, we'll see what happens with it. And I'd love to oh, come wow. to Savannah. I'll be on your show. I'll come to Savannah. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Yeah,
1: sure. you, you now this
2: show, um, show's in your in your house, so after you have to invite me over for dinner.
0: <laughs> yep. We could do you that. Go. We could do that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and you come, and you know, you come from a writer's family. I love. I love yeah. this. Tell everybody who. Your father is. And and how has that influenced what you do? Well, my dad and his brother started off writing in radio for Bob Hope. And so,
2: <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, it goes way back. And then they were did a lot of radio and then they got into television when television first started, uh, starting with like I'm Mary Joan and My Favorite Martian. And dad wrote with his brother. They wrote Red Skelton show for eight years. Oh, and then okay. and then um, I started joining him. He did a with Gilligan's Island.
0: And yeah. so I started
2: as a dialogue coach for Gilligan's Island. And then uh, when he created the Brady Bunch, I moved over and was the dialogue coach on the Brady Bunch. And then moved up and was associate producer, producer, executive producer, <laughs> director, writer mm-hmm. about everything. And I've done everything on Brady since the last, you know, as long as it's been on. And the Brady has wow. been on in some ways since the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 10s, yeah. teens, going into the 20s. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, I've done a lot of other stuff, you know.
0: Now, with um, Brady Bunch and the other ones, did y'all realize what a phenomenon they were going to be at the beginning? Yes, how
1: iconic those will become. Yeah, Dad was often asked that
2: question. His answer was, certainly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that answer.
2: (laughs) No, we didn't. In fact, when the Brady Bunch was on originally, it was not a big hit. It was uh, barely hanging on, but the kids were younger. And when it got to syndication, that's when it became this giant thing. That everybody knows yeah. all the episodes, mm.
1: mm-hmm. and, uh,
2: and you know it's just been—it's become less tele—it's left television. It's become like Americana. It and has, so,
1: yeah, same
2: with Gilligan, there's references all the time. You know, I don't think Always. if you ever—I don't think if you ever got on a boat and somebody says, "I hope this isn't a three-hour tour," like, you know,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: you know? we all know that reference. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I loved loved mm-hmm. that. You know. Um, <laughs> You know, speaking of, you know, you've had a long career. You've done a lot of stuff. And a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do and the glory of what the actors do and the artists do. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get to the top. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times people kind of gloss over this and they're like, you know, if you got talent, you'll make it. But we both know that's not true. You know, a lot of people with talent that never make it. So let's talk about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through through your years. Well, I'll, I'll put it this
2: way. I took the 90s off unintentionally. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it allowed me to help raise my kids a lot more than I would have been around. But you have to have that discipline to, to think, you know, you you think you're going to keep making it. And so that's, mm-hmm. that, that, that continues to, to this day. I mean, you're talking about the sacrifices uh, right now for people of my age. There's an ageism thing. And everybody mm-hmm. wants people oh, who are yeah. young to be working in television. Fortunately, television has changed. Uh, there's so many, um, you know, seems streaming and cables and mm-hmm. you know, oh, YouTube the there, mm-hmm. there's, if, if you, you can do stuff. I mean, I'm switching up because I'm not talking about the hardships I'm talking about. There is a place where you can get your own little five minute scene on and yeah. YouTube channels and all that. But, uh, it's a matter of, um, you know, persevering and mm-hmm. keep going. And um, hopefully it will work because but yeah. I, I've, I've taught at UCLA producing for television and oh, wow. people are always saying how hard it is to go into the business. But I'll also say every studio, every network, everything is just filled with people who were told it's hard to get into the business.
0: And, and, and like you were mm-hmm. saying, it's hard, but at the same time, I think it's a little bit easier than... It's a catch twenty two because you, with the because of social media and video and all that, more people are applying for the same roles. But at the same time, there are so many more roles because, yeah. like you said, there's the Netflix, there's HBO, yeah, there's, there's all YouTube, the de- there's you know so all the internet outlets. has been a
2: game changer. Yeah. No, I look. I think I'm more positive now about it than the, when we did uh, Brady Bunch. There were only three networks. You know, yeah. If You didn't get on the three networks. Mm-hmm. It was goodbye to you. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, but as but you know you just you know, shift with the times and uh, for me I I've, I've been lucky because those two shows there's always some there's always interest in those two things like we did that yeah. and if you saw it we did the the reality show where they we got the house and they mm-hmm. turned the house into the set and stuff like that, that was on like yeah. the discovery network and as I said there's more Brady and Gilligan stuff always in the pipeline so I'm very lucky about that and then I try to do my own things which is like the theater pieces and mm-hmm. I have a feature mm-hmm. film coming up I wrote a feature film about oh, wow. Dr. Mary Walker. Um, I wrote a one-woman one show about it that I wrote the book and I uh, directed. And she's the only woman to win the Congressional Medal of Honor. There's been 3,400 men and one woman. And so that play its a one-woman play. It plays around the country. And I've sold that as a feature film. So that will be a, a major, a big major picture, you know, coming up. Mm-hmm. So, but But it was like, you know, that's what I think I use called the path. How do I, how do I create something and give it, get it into the right place? You know, mm-hmm. a movie or a play. And so that's the path. So even before I start actually writing something, I start thinking, how am I going to get this done? And then, then I uh, forge ahead. It's like, here, I'm, I'm talking to you guys. And uh, this is to get people aware of this classic couples counseling. So yeah. That's you're, you're part of my path.
0: <laughs> and 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 of course you're part of our path too because again yeah. you know when we launched a show now granted we never realized you know when we launched the show it was actually an up-and-coming country artist interview that's show. the roots yeah that's the roots
1: and it evolved
0: and covid there. made us evolve um because okay. okay. basically once covid happened i realized you know what all entertainment's going to need a place to talk and we're going to give it to them that is yeah. very smart see you've done the same
2: thing great good for you okay.
0: And so because and so we get exactly where all all of our guests come from, because we're in that hunt. We're chasing that dream. You know, we want to eventually be the Bobby Bones show, the Kelly Clarkson show and all that. You know, so we're chasing the same dream as y'all are, just on a different platform. I, you
2: know, I've done some country stuff, by the way. (laughs) I I, I did a play in um, several years ago in in, um, Birmingham, Alabama, called Phantom of the Opry. Oh, wow. Oh,
1: Phantom, I love the name there, love yes. the title. It's a,
2: it's a country version of Phantom of the Opera, and I used 25 country songs, and we had a very good run there. And But uh, Grand Ole Opry, and I met with Grand Ole Opry and then talked about maybe teaming up, but they own the word Opry. Believe it or not, they own the word Opry. Oh, oh wow. They, I did not O-P-R-Y. know they own that. And so <laughs> I was able to do the one production, but they kind of clamped down, and so I haven't done more with it. And I can't think of a title that is as good as that.
0: Phantom of the that's a
2: great title. It's so magical, mm-hmm. you know.
0: You know, that, that's like there was, a, if I remember, re, remember correctly, it was a church that started as um, the initials were IHOP. And I and IHOP didn't like that. So
1: oh, right. International House of Prayer or yeah. something, I oh, think. Oh, that's yes, funny. But, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so they <laughs> gave a lot of money and told them to do something else, probably. Yeah. But that's <laughs> what happened. The 7-Up candy bar. I don't know if you guys remember this. You might not be old enough. But there was a wonderful candy bar, and it mm-hmm. has. Chocolate over seven different flavors, like, um, you know, toffee and mm. jelly, jelly and stuff. I love that, but Seven Up Company didn't like that. Oh, wow.
0: oh good, and so yeah, that went away, yeah. Okay. And that's the tough thing about when you are building a brand and building stuff. Now, so much has been done, it's you know, sometimes it can be hard to be creative enough to like to not be like other people, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, I'll tell you this—it's interesting. If you go
2: to try to sell a show at a network, which I do, mm-hmm. you know, stills a lot. Um, the worst thing you can say is this is a brand new idea. There's never been anything like it because <laughs> you are afraid to risk. So instead, you got to say it's like a uh, a Middle East version of Laverne and Shirley meets uh. you know, meets uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't know what, but they always have yeah. up to have those kind of references.
0: Tie it in. Oh, that—that uh, mm-hmm. no. that, I mean, that, that's just like um in, within the music industry, you know. Yeah. Years ago, um, people could walk into a label and introduce themselves and they and the label would ask them to sing. And if they're good, they'll sign right on the spot. Right. Nowadays, because of social media, they don't want to risk. They would right. that you have to have a following. They don't care how Already. good you are, mm-hmm. but if you don't have that's- a following, they they get you to say, "Okay, go get a following, and then we'll sign." Right.
2: Right. That's the same with casting. They want to know how many people are on your website or whatever it is, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well. And it's one of them catch 22s because again, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's easier. Like I tell people with, with social media, it's easier to be found now, but harder to get traction. Okay. Okay. Because, that's yeah. That's, that's because people can find you, but the traction's hard because everybody's doing it. Yeah. You know, I
2: I, I look, look, uh, well, I mean, I've spoken to groups and stuff. But I, I still say, like, if you want to make a movie or something, mm-hmm. just everybody's, you know, these cell phone cameras are almost as good as regular cameras. Just do they five go. great minutes and somebody's going to see it. Yeah. You know, yeah. We'll start with that, you know, and it's, you know. This you show is done on a camera, on but, a phone oh, yeah. camera.
1: It okay. is. By the way, you look yeah. good. I well, appreciate you. it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know if I look good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. you, look good. <laughs> you know it's
2: funny about this? The, the my play, Classic Couples Counseling. Uh-huh. It, it, the idea was so unique, it scared me. I hope I wrote it, it well enough because it is so different. You mm-hmm. know, it and, is. you know, and so people go, Wow, somebody said, How did I ever think about that? Well, I was in therapy <laughs> and then I left, I left her office. And I said, "Boy, I was pretty screwed up today." And I wonder who those—what do people are really screwed up like the Shakespearean characters? And boom! Oh wow! Ooh, I then wrote yeah. this play. So
0: I those, love those, that. Again, yeah. you know, when I read that concept, I was like, "That's just—that was just." I'm surprised I nobody's guess, so created original, yeah, something but, around yeah. all those
2: characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will probably find out when this becomes a hit. Somebody will say, "You know, I did that years ago, and now I'm suing you." <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's with you though. Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
2: I mean, like I tell you the number of people that have tried to do a Gilligan rescue movie feature Uh film and they just Mm -hmm. think that they can, but it's owned by, you know, my family and Warner Brothers and everybody. But they just, you know, like they try, you
0: know. Love that. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to be in entertainment? I like to go deeper than that. Okay. And this might be a different answer than most people, since you come from an entertainment family. Yeah. Um. When did it click for you that this could also be a career path, like it was for your father?
2: Well, uh, if you if you consider the fact that I got a degree in television writing, so I (laughs) I was there, and while I was there, I was at at UCLA. I Mm -hmm. started. I was part of a comedy team, Mm -hmm. and my we were uh, my partner was a Black Panther. And we were very political. And it was Mm -hmm. during that time, you know, that I also started working with dad. And I, you know, I, it just, it was just very, it it came, it came easily to me. I would, I would take regular classes, of course, and I would Mm -hmm. get B's or something. And then I would get A's and all this stuff. And I couldn't believe why other people weren't getting that. And it just just kind of evolved. And um, I've never done anything else. Uh, I had, I mean, I had a job. Uh, in, in college, I was uh, the summer camp, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and then the other part of the job was when I was an executive at ABC. And that mm-hmm. was less creative because I couldn't do my own shows. Oh, wow. And I was, okay. I was yeah. there for like, you know, a year. And I was the first guy to go from being a producer because I was so young. I would go from a producer to be working at the network because I was trying right. to see what that was about. And then I mm-hmm. realized after a year and they asked me to produce a show called um, What's Happening. Because I, was, oh, wow. yeah, I was an executive on that, and they said, "Would you come over and produce this?" And that was the end of my life as an executive. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> and, and then it's been show after show, and I've been very, very fortunate. I, I've been able to do every bit of the every every one of the media. I mean, it's like from half-hour comedies and television to hour dramas to miniseries, and the same in feature films, independent movies, and major studios, and all kinds of theater, musicals, and. Uh, children's theater and you know dramas and things. And
0: wow
2: the the project, the project, whatever I come up with, that mm-hmm. I I feel it has to be in its right form. Yeah. And I call yeah. for me, I just I'm just making up these terms. I I use them for myself, which is a happy project. And a happy project is one that it's in its right form.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times you see a movie, so that should be a half hour show. Or you you know I've written books too, and that should be a book. And this should be a this and that. And my job, because these, all these projects are my children in some way, then my job is to put them in its happy form and then see if I can get it done. And that's how my life has been. You
0: know. Wow. I love that. Now, As you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, teams never they get the don't. love they deserve. But on our show, teams get some love. So take a few moments to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. I don't have a team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I take it back. Whenever I do
2: something, I have to create a team. You know,
1: Okay.
2: You know, my wife is always on the team because she's so supportive. Yeah, she's of part it. of the team. Yeah, Yeah, she's so supportive. And I have two sons that are also in the business and they're part of a team. So we work together on some things. But mm-hmm. like if we're going to do like this play or a movie or anything, you have to get a uh, producing people or wardrobe people or, mm-hmm. you know, pre- uh, you know, press c- coverage and mm-hmm. press people. And that all creates the team. Uh, when I do a project, I bring in the people that, um, that I've been comfortable with. And so that so if a project happens and I need a lighting guy or a cinematographer or something, or even our actors too, I will always uh, go to the people who have made it easy for me.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. that makes sense. And it makes lot of sense
0: because again, you want you, you know everything you create, you want success and yes, you want to yes. give people a chance, but at the same time, in this day and age, It's hard, you know, it's hard to bring new people in when you're comfortable in this arena. Well,
2: you know, one, I love giving new people chances. I read scripts and things from other people all the time. (laughs) But I know it was like if I'm casting, I cast in a certain way. I say to the casting director, let me see the five people that you think are right for the part. And so they come in and then I no, none of those are right. Send in five more, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I say, now cast this person. They say, well, they never came in. I said, yeah, but uh that person I've worked with and it can be better than all the people you're submitting. You know, so yeah. <laughs> that was it. But if one of those five people or ten people is better than how I think my friend would do, or the person mm-hmm. I've worked with,
0: I yeah. Bring in my friend. Exactly. Because I don't want to embarrass
2: either of us, you know. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <coughs> you know, um, like with our show, as we grow, one of my ultimate goals would be is when we're big enough to because this has been tough to build this. I mean, we've yeah. again we've done over five hundred interviews, so We've put everything in this show, and everything that we're trying to do of booking, and it's right. such a struggle. So, one of my goals down the road is to be able, when we get big enough, to be able to see so, another show that's trying to get traction and be able to pull them with us and say, "Hey, you know, let's help that show out because, we, you know, we've had some few doors open for us, so we'd like right. to open doors for them."
2: Uh, yeah. No, that's listen. We all help each other that way.
0: I mean, I. You know, I'll
2: tell you a funny story. When I was over at Paramount, there was a, a guy came in selling sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And so every time I'd buy a sandwich, and he was a very nice young guy. And so we we started talking, and he said, you want, I said, what do you want to do? And he said, well, i want to be a writer. Would you read a script that I wrote? So oh, I'd yeah. done that before. So I read the script. It was really good. Oh, wow. I said to him, would you, uh, listen, I'm doing a TV movie. You want to be a dialogue coach and help with actors with the lines? And so that pulled him out mm-hmm. of being a sandwich seller, and he went on from there and won seven Emmy Awards. Wow. Oh, that's amazing.
1: Really Peter Frazier,
2: cool. you know, stuff. Oh, Peter Casey wow. is his name. And, yeah. uh, and I'll show you how we help other people. Then, <laughs> then my younger, my older son was in college. You're looking for a summer job and I didn't have a TV show at the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I called Peter up and I said, hi Peter. And he said, hey, how are you doing? Great. And I said, listen, uh, you got this show and I got this son and he looking <laughs> for a summer <laughs> job. And Peter said, without me any saying anything more, he said, can I call you back in 10 minutes? And I said, yeah, he called back. And he said, Andrew starts work on June 14th. Oh, wow. And that's how he started. And then he helped Peter's son at one point to do something. So, I mean, you know, you you do that,
0: and um,
1: yes, full yeah. circle.
0: Networking is every again. You know, when it comes to the entertainment world, which I, which all the business world is like this, but especially entertainment. You know, like they say in real estate, it's location, location, location. Right. With entertainment, it's network, network, network. That's that's right. In fact, my my younger
2: son who's living home now because of COVID, and he's he's mm-hmm. working remotely from here. He his wife and their dog. They moved back here. <laughs> and, but he and I, I've talked to him because he's now he's not working for a company. He just left that. And now he's mm-hmm. kind of independent. And I said, your job is this. The job is through the obviously the day has three parts. One of the days, one of the parts you, you're writing. The mm-hmm. other part is for recreation or your family and whatever. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. part is to what I call service the writing, which oh, is wow. make your lunch dates, make your phone calls catch up yeah. with people you haven't seen and that's how, you know, you go ahead and do it. So.
0: I love there. that. You know, cause that's like when we build this show right now, you know, we still have side gigs and we deliver yeah. food in the evening so that we can stay afloat while we, we build do. this.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So our day is compartmentalized. Yep. in different segments.
0: Ab- absolutely. You know, and, and, and you guys
2: were like, when we first started talking about just, to, you know, digging in and doing what you're going to do and believing in what you're doing, you know, that's that's so important, and you guys are doing that
0: right now, which is great for you. Great, we appreciate that. And now, speaking of teams, like we did a while ago, we have a third co-host and family,
1: yeah, and family.
0: Our little ten year old son, that we Christopher, with, huh? we, okay. uh, we bring on to ask a couple questions. So yes. Sandy's going to go get him. He's been on almost every show. Oh, great, great, and and we've got an almost three year old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in a show too because we are a family affair show. Oh, that's great. No, but
2: I, the three year old's not going to ask me a question. She's asleep.
0: Oh, wake her up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Great. My whole family just did a Walmart commercial uh, and it was on all holidays. It was for all about Christmas, you know, and all that stuff. And it was my wife and my, I didn't do it, but my wife, my older son, his wife and my two grandchildren were all in this commercial and it was played all the time. So that's what they grew up. My wife said, hey, listen, if our kids grew up on a farm, they'd be farmers. Hey, that's what we do here. <laughs> you know.
0: And, and I think that's the best way to be, because, you know, you want you want to give the example to your the next generation. And what better example than to bring them within what you do?
2: You know, when I, I when I taught at uh, UCLA producing and I said before the first time, I, the first class, I would always say, you know, um, I want to talk about mathematics. And it wasn't about producing, I said, it's just mathematics. The week has seven days. Don't be a person who doesn't like what they do for five days Mm, to get to two days that they like the weekend. That's called bad math. What (laughs) you gotta do is like what you do for five days to get to two days you also like. That's seven zero, that's good math. And I I don't care whether you go into this business, but for God's (laughs) sakes, just like what you do. So many people don't like what they do, horrible.
0: Exactly. I, I've got friends of mine where they've been like, you know, 10, 15 years in their career and they're miserable and you talk mm-hmm. to them and you're like, well, you've got this great, you know, you got this great family, great um, lifestyle, great career. And they're like, well, well that's kind of the problem. I'm like, what do you mean? That's the problem. You went to four years, eight years, whatever it is of college for this career. And they're like, well, I did it for my dad i did it for my oh, yeah. family i did it for guidance council i did it for friends everybody you know so they really did everybody kept saying that you have to go this route for money because what i liked wouldn't make money and so now they're miserable and they and they spent 15 years in their career that That's they good. could have been doing something that they're passionate about
2: now chris we're not asking you to quit school and go into something that you like. You have to still go to school, you know. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, hi Lloyd. So what's the fair food? What'd you say? I said what's the fair food? Food. What's
2: my favorite food? Yep. Oh, I I I I live in the San Fernando Valley. I could hamburger my way across the valley floor. I could go to every <laughs> different one. Oh <laughs> What's your favorite food? Mine is pizza. Pizza's good. My my one of my grandsons, that's all he eats. He won't eat anything except chicken strips and pizza. He,
0: he would do the same if we fed it to him only. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what grade are you in?
2: Uh, I'm in fourth grade. Fourth grade. Okay. So you're just started to do like not algebra, but heavier mathematics now or something? Yeah. Yes. He loves
0: math. We
2: we he homeschooled right now, so Okay. My my oldest grandson is in fourth grade and he loves math too. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what's the TV show? My favorite TV show. Let me see. Right now, it's the Ram football games. But oh, other than that, I think um, I just it's a little too old for you, but kind of Curb Your Enthusiasm, I like that show.
0: <laughs> um,
2: let me see. Um, there's a show. There's a lot of things on Netflix, which is interesting because I don't watch too much network television now. I watch like Netflix mm-hmm. and all. There's a great show on there called The Great about Catherine, you know, in you know, Russia. So I like that like I like almost any history thing, you know, anytime they have a history show, especially like Ken Ken Burns stuff, you know. I don't know if you ever seen that, like the Civil
0: War and those kind of shows. We saw the country music one. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was was really open and eye opening because you know we love country music. Mm -hmm. And it was like watching the history of it. And something I didn't know, you know, because, you know, you have a lot of people in this day and time, talking, oh, that's not real country. This is real country and all that. But, yeah. you know, they say that the real country is Johnny Cash. And we love Johnny Cash. Yeah. But, back in, but based on that, that country music show movie, I mean, um, the episodes, yeah. he even talked about how in Johnny Cash's day, he was also said that he was not country music. Right, right. So that every generation goes through that. But you know what? It's like you're dating
2: and you know, are you going steady? Are you going steadily? Or you going, you know, whatever these terms are. Chris, you probably don't have a steady girlfriend yet. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe you do. I don't know. You're probably more mature than I was at your age. But um, there are all those definitions. And I think it doesn't matter. Do you like the song or not? You know, what was that song? Uh, Old Post Road or something that was a big hit recently.
1: Oh, Old
0: Town. Yeah, Road. Old Town Road.
2: Yeah, now that was all mixed up with country and this, and it was a great song.
0: So yeah, how do we you? We loved it. Yeah.
2: yeah. So it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter, and exactly. I think it's all blending now, with one way or the other. So, yeah. Oh, My SpongeBob. Oh, you. Oh, SpongeBob. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a. And you know, it's unfortunate because with the pandemic, there was. like we We're all going to go see the musical SpongeBob uh, <laughs> SquarePants it was coming to Los Angeles, and it got canceled. The run. Oh so, wow. But that's a great show. How do you think? How did they sell that? My wife and I always say, How did you go into the network? I, say, I gotta do, I want to do a show about a sponge that lives at the bottom and it's square and he can't just and there's these other starfish people running around going. How do you like if I was a network guy, I would have thrown the people out of the office? I said, What are you crazy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? Talking about network people, we had a guy on our show back in the early days where um he was um one of the big labels at one point he worked for it. I asked him what was one of his biggest mistakes as an executive, you know, and he no longer worked with this label so he could admit this. Um, but he said at the very beginning, when he first started, he says, there's two country music people that came to him that he that he would not sign, said they would never work. And one was Jason Aldean. And okay. the other was Kenny Chesney. <laughs> and he said that was his biggest mistake
2: ever. Um, those stories are legendary, you know. I, I the the people at uh, Universal and they wanted to do Star Wars and they said no, it'll never work. And they threw them out and one kind of went on, you know. It's, 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 it, 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 listen, watch the Oscar speeches. Every mm. person gets up and said no studio wanted to do this and at the last minute, mm. or every actor gets up, they wanted everybody else and they finally got down to me and you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the history of our business. Look, uh, Gilligan's Island, which is arguably a big hit it was called the worst show in the history of television when it went on oh wow yeah so hey things things stand the test of time all right he's got one more question yes.
0: please okay, go so, so what's a favorite movie
2: my favorite movie this year of these movies i'm not a fan of this year's movies very much <laughs> i'm not i'm not i don't like marvel movies i'm sorry you probably go to all those my kids <laughs> and my grandchildren love those i don't like those very much um let me see. I just saw this movie called Belfast, which I thought was really good. I would probably go for that. And um, don't look up. I think there's a movie out that I like this year. I don't know. Yeah. Those are probably, you know, we, we have different tastes, I'm sure, in movies. Because
0: <laughs> you. yeah. what's yours? Mine mine is Minions movie. The Which movie? Minions.
2: Minions. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you a story about Minions. This is a true story <laughs> oh, that people don't know. They were the very first Minion movie. Which wasn't called the Minions. Well, I don't remember what it was, but it was the first movie the Minions were in. The director was there, and they were they needed the min one of the minions. This is an animated thing, and it's very expensive animation, and they needed a minion to go across the room, and there had to be something to get him over there. Up until that moment, the minions had never spoken. They never made a sound. And so this director said, Well, no, no, they minion talk. <laughs> and the executives, when they saw heard that in the in the when they first saw it, they said, put that in all right. over the place. And he yeah. still does all the voices of the minions, the guy who directs it. Oh them.
0: wow. <laughs> it was only because, like
2: we talk about necessity being the mother of invention. He
0: created his own job. Yeah,
2: it would have been they didn't they didn't know how to get him
0: over there. Absolutely. That's how yeah. that happened. Wow. Yep. Right. Okay, bye,
2: thanks. Bye. Thanks, Chris. <laughs>
0: yeah, he loves being he's been on almost every episode and he loves it. In fact, you know, I can, I can sure tell.
2: I can sure tell who Sonny is. By the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're Mini Me. Yep, definitely my Mini Me. <laughs> yes, he's a, he's
2: a perfect mix of both a mix of both of you guys. <laughs>
1: oh, thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. I right, said, so what are some sources of inspiration for you?
2: Um, let me see.
1: Uh,
2: I I think it's uh. Like when I hear, like, uh, I remember uh, Lionel Bart wrote Oliver. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really loved that. And then when I found out, and that's why he's an inspiration, when I oh, found yeah. out he couldn't write or read music, he just sang it and somebody mm-hmm. else wrote yeah. it down. And I said, I yeah. can do that. And then yeah. I started the Children's Theater and I wrote um, my first play there. Uh, Shakespeare, of course, is an inspiration. I mean, just because of, you know, it's his his vast, uh, ability, his ability to write all different forms, you know, comedy mm-hmm. and dramas and histories, you know, it's broken down. I had one one thing was a fascinating story that I tell everybody I work with. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I haven't mm-hmm. worked with you, so You're going to hear this story. Yeah. But, uh, I was watching a performance of uh, Cat on the Hot Tin Roof, and it was mm-hmm. a the little theater in Hollywood, and sitting next to me, this was a dress rehearsal, sitting next to me was Tennessee Williams.
1: Oh, and yes.
2: he wow. was rewriting the play, and it oh, already won okay. Pulitzer prizes and Tony awards. And he was still rewriting. Isn't that interesting? You know, that is. Oh yeah. wow! Who
1: would have thought? Yeah. yeah. And I was mm-hmm. I was
2: fortunate um, a few years ago to go to several parties where Neil Neil um, Simon was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so we talked a lot about writing and how he writes and like that. I don't have you know obviously nowhere near his fame or his you know, success,
0: yeah. but uh, yeah.
2: just how he writes was interesting in talking about that because there isn't a right way to do that. I've taught mm-hmm. writing and people say, do you do this? Do you make outlines? Do you, you know, it's, you know, it's everybody works differently. Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, just tailor it to how yeah. you do it. The
2: one the one thing is, is I, I, I don't write any of my own stuff. My characters write all of it. <laughs> so I just uh-huh. put, Love it, that. put the idea in front of me and then they, I write down what they're saying to each other and I'm amazed what they come up with.
1: Awesome. What would you uh, like for your legacy to be in the entertainment industry? What would you like to be most known and remembered for?
2: Uh, I'm hoping this new play because I really like this one, this classic couples counseling. Uh, You know what I'm going to be remembered for, though I don't really. (laughs) I threw the ball that hit Marsha in the nose. Right.
1: I, oh, I the football. Yes, yeah. everyone
2: remembers that right. scene. So, so uh, I don't want to be remembered for that necessarily, but that's what people talk about the most. Ah, wow.
0: Now, was that scene in there or
2: did it accidentally happen? Oh, no, no, no. That was in there. In fact, uh, the, we had two prop men who were mm-hmm. older. I was 20 in my 20s. <coughs> and they kept yeah. missing here with the ball. And it was uh, like, oh, like wow. a nerf ball. And so I yeah. said, give me, give me the ball. Maureen, go stand over there. <laughs> and like, boom. Do
0: I hit her. And there you are.
1: <laughs> wow. That legendary so it yeah. wasn't supposed
0: to be you at first, but then you no. were like, you know what, they kept missing, I'm gonna do it. That's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> you know, so what's
2: next for you? Um I have a lot of these plays are are coming, you know, that's what's right on the the media horizon. But there is uh two things, two brady ones that I can't even tell you what they're about yet because it's oh, well. okay. top, top secret. <laughs> There's some Brady stuff. Um, I'm hoping. Yeah. You know, there's another movie I'm working on with Joel Zwick, who who directed um, Big Fat Greek Wedding. hmm mm-hmm. oh, so We're yeah. we're talking about. There's a there's a, a play that I rewrote called Viagra Falls. I rewrote it as a movie, and he'd be directing that. So we're we're talking about doing that. And um, I don't know. I'm I'm lucky, as I said before. I, I get up and I figure, what do I want to do today? You know. Wow it's um i've been blessed that way
0: so let's say that you had a friend of yours that they feel that they're supposed to be in entertainment and what whatever area whether it's acting producer Mm -hmm. whatever but they feel that this is what they're supposed to do with their life what advice would you give that person to kind of help guide them the next few years as they make their move
2: well it's all it's all different i mean actors are far different than writers are Mm -hmm. like like that i mean actors get come out to Los Angeles because it's mm-hmm. important because it's where most of the casting's done. Yeah. A lot of people say, I'm just going to, I'm going to wait till they offer me a job. Well, that doesn't happen. You know? So I would say that. And then when you get out here, get into a theater group. There's also all of these, uh, um, showcases for mm-hmm. actors. So you, you can get into those, you pay a little bit of money and casting directors see you get into a little play, get out here. And there's, there's, uh, uh, drama lie. I don't know if it's still, but there are some publications that tell you what movies are being done. And if you want to go into this, is I've given advice and this, by the way, always works, always works. Is if you're trying to get into on a set or excuse me, on a crew of something, mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. out a show that you like, call them up and lie and say <laughs> that you are in a college and you're writing a paper. And can I, they, they, you can, can you come and observe mm-hmm. that gets you onto a set? Like when I Mm -hmm. told you about Peter Casey, he was in a lot because he was selling sandwiches. Get into the place where it's happening. Oh,
1: Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. So then when you're on the set, you just talk to see somebody. And then after a day of work or something, if you say, Can I take you to lunch and ask you? Now you're talking to a guy and you're paying his lunch or a woman. Mm -hmm. Eventually they're going to say, What do you want to do? And then you now are developed a relationship. Now that Mm -hmm. will work. It will work. Oh,
0: wow. yeah. 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 So as we start to close out here, um, what's a piece of advice or what have you learned from your dad?
2: Uh, um, I learned that two things are equally important and nothing more important than them. And that is whatever you're working on. And then the people you're working with and so many people, you know, run over people and, you know, they're not good to people. My dad was wonderful that way. And uh-huh. so um just, Also, if if you're uh, going up for a job, never ask, you know, how much do I make right away? Mm -hmm. Never ask Mm -hmm. how long do I have to be here? You know, going into any meeting, even this, even what we're talking about now, what do you want? What do I want? Try to think about what the other person wants, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: and just try to fit into that. I think
2: that's very valuable advice. All
1: right. right. We have one more set of questions. So what was your personal favorite episode of the Brady Bunch and also Gilligan's Island?
2: Okay, my favorite thing is I'm very anti-gun, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we did an episode where Bobby had a hero of Jesse James.
1: Oh, yes, I remember that.
2: (laughs) At the end of that episode, he turns in his toy guns, which, you know, And not, mm-hmm. I don't think the NRA would be too happy with me about that one, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, and then the, the, the Gilligan episode, which was, pr- first of all, the rescue movie, because I produced that and I was in it. And my wife oh, was in yeah. it. I like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. also the one where there's a dictator got landed on the island. And it was very oh, philosophical yeah. because mm-hmm. he he started turning the people against themselves. And it uh, seems you know,
0: like I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: now, right. Pais- now Maya Persoff played that part and he was great. And it was, again, you know, Gilligan made a lot of statements that way. You know, Mm -hmm. my dad's dad's thing about Brady and Gilligan, he said, the most important thing in the world is people have to learn to get along. And whether it's two families Mm -hmm. coming together or seven people who shouldn't be together and now they're stuck on an island, we need each other to get along. Take a look at the world right now. You know, Mm -hmm. if we all would work together to make this better, be it for climate change or the politics of all of this, if we all would work together, it would be so much better.
1: But you, yes,
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah. That's what
0: the world needs for sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, as we close out here, tell everybody how they can find you and find your shows.
2: Oh, okay. For uh, classic couples counseling, they can go to uh, www.theaterwest.org, and there'll be a, a thing on there on how to get tickets. And actually, <laughs> if you go to that website, uh, if people are trying to get in touch with me personally, they always they always forward me mail or emails or something. <laughs> So uh, I'm, I'm always happy to talk to people and help people out if I can.
0: Love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show. Yes, today, We definitely look forward to having you back.
2: Well, I like talking to your son the most, by the way. <laughs> Everybody
0: says that. Yes, to come we'll back and, come. and I want to talk to the three-year-old when I
2: come back, too. Oh uh, okay. uh, Yes, sounds Caitlin. Good. Her
1: name's Caitlin. <laughs> okay. so, yeah, sounds great. You have a blessed day. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.